right now we're going to talk a little bit about what manufacturing should be doing, what business should be doing with regard to things like vaccine passports and lockdowns and all the rest of it. And Jocelyn Bamford is president and founder, Coalition of Concerned Manufacturers and Businesses of Canada, taking kind of a different approach to say what the Chamber of Commerce has done, the Board of Trade has done, uh, the CFIB has done. Jocelyn, good afternoon. Oh, thank you for having me, and what a beautiful afternoon to be joining you and your listeners. Well, yeah, but we're inside talking on the radio and, and not swimming in the pool. We will be later. We will be later. Okay, um, I know that uh, you, you've been pretty clear, and I'm looking at a press release you've issued, and what you say here is the coalition respects and stands for individual liberties protected under the Constitution of Canada and other bills of rights and freedoms in democratic societies. I won't go on with all of it. You justify it by invoking the World Health Organization, but what you say is you absolutely uh, oppose vaccine passports. And I'm interested in the short form in real people talk, not press release talk, right. as to why. Why do you oppose this? Because the right to get or the decision to have a vaccine, and, it's, and I want to point out before I get into this, I have been double vaccinated, as has my family, and we mm -hmm. have a plant with 82 people. One person has decided not to get vac vaccinated. And, and, and we did that by providing information and education. We did that by making it easy for them to go if they, if they so choose. We gave them all the information to make the decision, but we encouraged them ultimately to make the decision for themselves and with their doctor. And what we're opposed to is governments mandating either vaccines or vaccine passports because that's a medical issue and that is between you and your doctor and the government ought not to step into it and that and the reason we came out with this was the the article in the Toronto Star that said you know all businesses almost ubiquitous have decided that we need vaccine passports and that's not the case I even reached out to some of the associations and asked them if that was their position and some of them said no it wasn't so so the star got it wrong and i wanted to make set the record straight that that this isn't universal people understand um, that this is a medical decision between you and your doctor and the government ought not to interfere with it okay i i take that at face value that's your your position the position of your organization also the position of your organization is you oppose lockdowns are you not tying one to the other? Because the argument here is, and I'm fully vaccinated as well, and uh, I know people who aren't, and, and I, I recognize that there's a choice to be made, and you're free to make that choice. The difference between one and the other is a question of rights. So some people will argue, and you, ha you just have, I think, quite eloquently, that people have a right not to uh, be vaccinated, and therefore they have a right not to have to carry a vaccine passport. I have a right, as do you, and we exercised it, to be vaccinated. And my view is I'd like a vaccine passport because, for example, I must be in Quebec for a certain period of four days in October. They insist on a vaccine passport. What am I going to do? Don't answer the question because we don't know the answer yet. But you oppose lockdowns. So here's the deal. If, if you have uh, vaccine passports... Uh, countries that have already invoked that, France would be a good example, have demonstrated that as soon as you announce you're going to, a bunch of people, a boatload of people who weren't going to get vaccinated, go and get vaccinated. Here, we're saying we're not going to do vaccine passports. We wind up looking at a rising and fairly steadily rising number of people who have COVID. The majority of people who are being hospitalized now are people who were not vaccinated. If this goes out of control, the way things were last time, 
Still, the majority is going to be unvaccinated. They're going to jam up the ICUs, and they're going to deny rights to ICUs to people who, vaccinated or not vaccinated, might have a heart attack, might have been in a car accident and suffer from trauma, and who are having problems getting treated because they're in there getting treated for COVID that they could have avoided. Now, as far as lockdowns are concerned, if uh, if you wind up with 1,000, 1,500, not to say 2,000 people, and that can happen in, in the next two weeks, uh, you might wind up seeing Ford say, we're going to have to go back to step two or take some other moves that restrict rights of people. 82% of us are now vaccinated. How can you say that vaccine passports are no good and neither are lockdowns? Okay, so so the reason I say that is when we look at the at the data that's coming out, and it's fast and furious, you know, every day there's new information on efficacy and the safety of the vaccine. So as that, all of that information comes out, you know, we see that both vaccinated and unvaccinated people can transmit the disease. So if that is the case, then what's the use of the passport? How does that help us mitigate this disease? And in manufacturing, and, and in our plant specifically, we never shut down a day, not one day. What did we do? We instituted new protocols, PPE, um, plastic, social distancing, and we've been able to keep going throughout the pandemic, vaccine or no vaccine. Fortunately, now we have vaccines. And if you trust the science of the vaccine, as people say that they do, then, then, then they will be protected. And this fourth wave, should we have it? So the science says. No, we have it. We have it. We'll, we'll not jam up the hospital. So, so your argument of we need to have a vaccine passport to prevent the ICUs from being um, jammed up, we're almost at 80% of double vax in, in Ontario. So we're, we're going to be the test case of does this, does this ward against hospitalization? And if it does ward against hospitalization and we have 80% vaccinated and we're moving closer every day, then let's instead use education. The Scarborough Health Network um, in Scarborough, one of the, the highest vaccination uptake has put this great service. It's called um, Vax, uh, Vax uh, uh, Facts. And you can call and talk to a doctor Book an appointment with the doctor. The doctor will take your call, discuss with you what your concerns are. You'll, you'll, uh, I used it because I have a son that has anaphylaxis. He just got his vaccine last week. Mm-hmm. I was hesitant because I was concerned about his anaphylaxis and how he would tolerate the vaccine. We had a great conversation. I um, brought my points up. He brought his points up. We came with a plan. He said, okay. We're going to go, your son's going to go to the Scarborough Health Network, to the vaccine center that's right beside the hospital. You guys are going to hang out there for an hour, and if there's a problem, you'll be taken care of. That's what we need. If it's, it's not through fear that we're going to get our way out of it. It's through education and and. And um, help. So you're talking. Let's. I got to interrupt you. I mean, first of all, we're out of time, but I, I have to ask you this last question: yeah. If we, if we're not going to do it out of fear, are you talking about educating the 18 percent who aren't vaccinated? Yes, I, I'm saying. Good luck. Convince, convince those folks. If this, if if there's such a compelling story, um, convince those folks that it's the right one. Use. I would just say, Jocelyn, I would say good luck because we are the most vaccinated people in the world. But I I take your points, and uh, obviously you have every right to uh, take that position on behalf of the coalition, and I wish you well. Thanks very much, Peter. Love to spend some time with you. All right, Jocelyn Bamford, president and founder, Coalition of Concerned Manufacturers and Businesses of Canada. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.